Hello, hello, hello. This is Misty Magdalena Grace with the new and improved version of Healthy and Wealthy and Wise, where we talk about spirituality, psychedelics, plant medicine, microdosing, and really that journey within to finding your best innate wisdom to your best health, your best wealth through all sorts of inner child healing, trauma release, grief recovery, uh, overcoming addictions, and working with the mind, the body, and spirit. So go ahead, leave a review, subscribe, download. We look forward to your feedback. Thanks for tuning in today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Misty Magdalena Grace. If this is your first time to my show, I am the host. This is a show that's been going on for over three and a half years now as of this month, um, over 300 episodes. I've lost count <laughs> and it's been a, an amazing ride. And along that way, um, I learned a ton and had major life changes in my marriage, my health, my wealth, uh, my relationships, all of the things if you've been following me for a while. And today my husband is going to be joining me. So I'll be bringing you on here in a little bit, honey, talking about sacred union partnerships. Um, specifically marriage partnerships. Uh, if you're not married, but you're coupled, uh, this could still, uh, of course, apply to all relationships, all friendships. I just had a show um, two days ago where I talked about the age of Aquarius and this new era of people being in their heart, um, not settling for love, not settling for careers, not settling for money just to make this, you know, for the sake of making money. So today we're going to be talking about our marriage journey and how healing the masculine and the feminine within, and I'll explain more about that, um, has really transformed our lives and how we are now helping serve couples this year. Our vision is to serve 12 couples to experience what we've experienced, which is, yes, a sacred union partnership that can have joy, that can have bliss, that can have intimacy. And yes, we can still have our challenges along the way, um, but we've radically shifted um, since three years ago, and, and we're going to share our story. So I'm bringing you on, Emmanuel. Yay. Hi. Welcome, welcome. So let's just dive right into the, the heart, the meat of it, the meat and potatoes. Um, since some of you saw my last episode, I kind of teed this up. So I'm going to let you start, Emmanuel. Where were you <laughs> with me um, in life in general, I guess, three years ago as an individual, but also in, in our couple partnership? Yeah. Well, three, thanks Magdalena again uh, for having me on your podcast. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Uh, so three years ago, uh, let's start as an individual and then I'll see how you, I'll kind of show how it could transpired or influenced uh, the relation, my relationship with you. So as an individual, three years ago, um, I was at, a, at an interesting point in my career. I was turning 50. So which means I have spent already a lot of my adult life um, living those those years. Um, and I was looking back at my professional uh, career, at the things I was able to do. And there were some moments of pride, of course. I mean, I, as I was, I've told people in previous uh, podcasts, I came from a science and engineering background and I had the opportunity to work on several, you know, pretty much high profile projects in the private sector as well as uh, in the government sector. So I had a few things to look back at that were supposed to make me feel good. You know, that's the typical uh, model that we're given in uh, uh, Western society. You know, if you get the good job, you get the good education at a good school, then you get the good job, you work for the big companies, you should be happy. Well, I was not happy. 
Uh, absolutely not. Um, a lot of the things that were uh, kind of plaguing me, if you want, were some sense of emptiness. Though I had accomplished things that could be seen as pretty, pretty, pretty good, pretty exceptional, there was a part of me that felt empty because I had done those things more from a place of I needed to do them or I had, um, you know, and for many reasons, just to be able to provide for my family. That's it's a very good reason, of course, to, to find work and do job. But I was kind of thinking like, man, I could have done more with myself, you know, not just working for the sake of working and providing for my family, but maybe really going after my real dream, my real passion. And though I was in the field of engineering uh, and science, there were ideas that I had, there were um, projects that I was thinking about, innovations that I was bringing to the, to, you know, uh, to the surface that couldn't, did not really get the proper support or the proper opportunities um, to catch on on the market. So there was this sense of, damn, I wasn't able to really make as much as an impact from truly what I knew came from my contribution to society as I wanted. So there was that kind of sense of emptiness uh, within me. And of course, with that, as, 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 a, as a man, you know, that's a big one. When, when a lot of, particularly in this Western society, when a man who's supposed to be the provider in the family has that kind of emptiness within himself. So I had that feeling that I didn't fulfill all of my potential. There is this guilt that comes along with it. There is this shutting down, this self-criticism that comes along with it. There is this uh, loss of confidence, um, loss of uh, sometimes just, um, I wouldn't say courage, but there was not enough passion, right, in my life. And, and of course, um, that being the case in my relationship, it was very difficult for me to truly be, you know, a fully loving, present husband to my, my wife. It's true, I was providing financially, I was providing financially, but emotionally, you know, was I really there? I don't think I was. I think somehow I had checked out or I was somehow, you know, stored somewhere in some closet. Um, of whatever shadow uh, my, 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 you know, my inner self was, was stuck in. So I didn't really provide, I think, the best support or the most engaging relationship with my wife, the most intimacy or the most understanding or the most fun, just simple fun, you know, between, uh, you know, two partners. I don't think we, we I was there. I don't think I was um, truly... Uh, finding fulfillment in my relationship with with Magdalena, um, and, and and that was a really sad place, a really dark place to be. And I, I didn't know I was gonna get, how I was gonna find a way out of it. I had absolutely no idea of how this will change. So there was some kind of well, maybe that's all there is to this life. Maybe that's all there is to a relationship. Maybe I should not be hoping for much more than that. So there was this sense of kind of a resignation and kind of settling with average, um, but doing that also was another, um, you know, form of uh, numbing and checking out from this life and everything else that could 
that still had the potential to unfold for myself and for my relationship with my wife. So that's kind of where I was. Well, thank you so much. And it's, it warms my heart to be able to talk about this openly. Like, even if we had tried to do this a year ago, I would have been probably, you know, triggered. And, and I, I'm sharing that because I just want to let you guys know that we've done so much work and we've been on this path and, and we were coming out and talking about it because um, on my side, what I've seen in many, many partnerships, both business and marriage or couples, I have seen, um, you know, the, the, the male figure is providing and there's a lot of stereotypes. I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole, but, you know, they're providing and they're, you know, working and, and you know, maybe having sex every so often. Right. Like that's what I, I feel like a lot of people, men especially, feel like their role is in this patriarchal society that we've been programmed. You know, you provide for the family, you provide for children and, and there you go. Um, and I know. From my perspective as a, as a woman, um, I was seeing a lot of my female clients having that same conundrum and a lot of women were, were becoming very emasculinated and feeling very lost and, and shut down and disassociated as well. And guess what? I had the same journey and as a result of, um, and we'll explain kind of the hidden elements, but I, I do want to explain what I saw right away. When I was going through the beginning of my healing path, I realized that I had not been the best mom or the best wife. And a lot of it came from the fact that when I became a mom and a wife, there was a lot of trauma with that. Um, I didn't really have a mom. And then because my mom left at a very, very early age, you know, I didn't have this sacred union, this masculine and feminine example in a, in a happy marriage. And so I was working, um, drinking alcohol to escape. I was making tons of money because, again, I had been become very emasculinated, uh, trying to get external validation from money and success. And I saw that for my female entrepreneur clients as well. And then I felt like a worthless mom because I was I was either working too much, drinking too much or both and and not not trusting that our marriage was going to make it. And so I was to the point three years ago of, of giving up on that. But I also knew, thankfully, that it takes two to tango. My, my mentor at the time had said, hey, you know, Lois, because that's who, how I went by at the time, look in the mirror as within, so without. So even though at first I had this victim mentality and I was pointing the finger at my husband going, well, he's shut down. He's emotionally unavailable. I've married my father, you know, all of these things that I was saying, right? I was projecting. Mm -hmm. And when he said, if you know, for things to change, you've got to change for things to get better, you've got to get better. So I took my, my responsibility and I said, okay, you're right. I, I can't give up and throw in on the towel on this. I got to heal. And so I started us on the path into, um, you know, working with sacred plants and working with healers and spiritual teachers, etc. And within three months, I think it was Emmanuel, um, you noticed a difference within yeah. me. Yeah. And I think this would be a good time for me to, to turn the baton back to you. Um, what, what happened for you that kind of like caught your attention? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so there was definitely a change that I noticed in you. Once you had started, you know, going through the path of doing some, some deeper healing of, whatever was, you know, creating, you know, the stress and the unhappiness within you and also taking responsibility 
for changing yourself, I noticed that change, that dynamic of the of the confrontations was different. You know, as you said, initially it was more like the finger pointing and, oh, it's your fault, you're not doing enough, and so on, so on, so on, so on. And I would say similar things to you back, right? So there was this kind of finger pointing at each other, nobody really realizing that the other fingers are pointing at each other, you know? You know, when you point at somebody else, the other fingers are pointing back at you. And I realized that you did. You finally were um, taking um, accountability for yourself, for what you needed to change. You took accountability for acknowledging the the problems the issues the challenges that you had found yourself in the traumas i mean goodness gracious the traumas that you went through are just mind-blowing and you realize that that's a lot of things inside you to deal with to heal to find a way to um you know move past that and i i was really touched when i saw that you were really taking this uh this new course of action, there was a clear change in your behavior. And then the path that you chose for doing that, I was not so much initially even worried or questioning so much, what is that new thing that you're doing that's allowing you to be different? I just noticed that you were different and that noticing you being different was enough, um, enough uh, encouragement you know, for me to, to look back uh, at myself too and say, okay, Maybe there is something here that we can do together. Maybe there is something that we possibly can do differently to help us move to a different level of fulfillment with oneself and with each other. So it was your taking responsibility, looking for new ways, making new contacts, and really seeing the shift in your priorities, you know, the... Um, the search for help, asking for people to help you, that kind of created a completely new fertile fertile ground um, for myself and for us as a couple to move forward. You're on mute. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, speaking of asking for help, see, you, you always got to get help from your friends, I got to say. So anyway, the part of the journey that I want to impress upon people now, because I, I do know we have an audience, I just want to remind you, if you are tuning in and you feel up for it, please comment below, um, hashtag live, where you're tuning in from, city, state, country, if you want. It's it's optional. We like to acknowledge people. Otherwise, uh, if you see value in this topic today about sacred union partnerships or couples healing the masculine and the feminine within, which I want to talk a little bit about that before we transition, um, because I, I this is a huge part of it. Um, but feel free to share uh, with anybody that you know that may be struggling as a couple, even business partners. This absolutely could apply. Um, but definitely we want to focus on that that couple um, relationship today, whether you're, you know, uh, heterosexual or gay, it, it doesn't matter. This applies to everyone because what I was reminded through this healing path, uh, and again, most of mine was first started out with plant medicine, but then there was breath work, there was kundalini yoga, there was nutritional changes, uh, meditation. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to go into all of that. Um, but the, the ultimate was that recognizing that we all have feminine and masculine brains, hemispheres in our in our brain. And that 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 actually goes um, to your left side of your body and your right side of body. You know, we we have two sides, right? There's two sides to every story, you know, and when you're when you're looking in the mirror at this, you know, partner, in my case, looking at my husband, 
I recognized really quickly, probably in those first three months already, that, you know, he had traumas and wounds from previous relationships and partners that was holding him back, right? He had also similar wounds that he embodied and then mirrored back to me that triggered with inside my soul, with inside myself, that reminded me of the abandonment of my childhood, the abandonment from my father, you know, I, and I, I love my father, you know, he's, he's passed now almost, almost six years this year. And, you know, I had a lot of abandonment from him and that father wound is really, really intense for women as just as the mother wound is really, really intense for the men. And we, we get raised by this feminine energy and this masculine energy known as mom and dad. Maybe you had caregivers. If you didn't know your mom or dad, you had grandparents, or maybe you had babysitters. I was, you know, semi-raised by an older brother who happened to be, you know, bless his heart and an alcoholic, you know? So I had a lot of masculine wounds in many shapes and forms that I start started to bring out. I started to abandon myself with alcohol because I felt abandoned by my husband. But remember what I just said. I said, I felt, I chose to feel that way. And because we're not taught how to communicate really and ask for what we want and ask for help, share our needs coming from that, you know, trauma informed place, oftentimes, we can come up with a trauma response like fight or flight. We would fight and argue, and it wouldn't necessarily resolve itself. It, it was a it was a fight response. Or in my case, I, I had a lot of codependency. Um, I really, really shut myself down as a as a female and relied upon my husband to save me there was there was these different energies and elements that resembled my mom, resembled my dad, resembled those energies, and they were stuck within my body, stuck mm. within my central nervous system. So those trauma responses were what were driving me from my unconscious. So what the plant medicine did was it helped bring that stuff up into my consciousness. Um, eventually, uh, more, more like almost a year later, I started to do shadow work, which is what I, I did get a certification in that. We do teach and work with that now with our clients. Mm -hmm. I always believed I had to be a good girl. Part of my, my upbringing and, and societal for, for women especially I couldn't make waves. So instead of like really trying to work with my marriage, I just escaped and just tried to work more and do more. And, and before you know, it, it became a vicious cycle and I was out of alignment. You know, they say like a, an airplane, um, they have air traffic control, you know, to help your airplane go from San Diego to New York. Or if you don't have a good air traffic control, you might end up in Miami, right? So I ended up in Miami using that as a, as an example of my true North. I did not get to my destination of being the best wife, being the best mom, um, because of those associations with my parents and then other childhood traumas, other death, grief. Um, and none of this is taught to us in schools, right? If most of our emotional, mental, and physical upbringing is developed by the time you're 21 and then you go off into the world um, and you've not learned any of this or processed any of it on a physical and spiritual and mental level, um, it's stuck inside of you. And so your, your lens that you look out, you know, the, the lenses that you see the world are going to trigger you until you get to those root 
causes. And we even found together um, that we had deep ancestral wounds of abandonment, fight or flight. Uh, we won't be able to get through all of that today. That's for another another time. But as I started to understand, oh my gosh, okay, so my husband is not my father, <laughs> but I haven't healed these parts of myself, the shame, the abandonment, the feeling of not enough, which is what I, my childlike perspective, my child brain observed. It wasn't my father's fault. He did the best he could, but that, that emotional development from zero to seven, especially for me, and I think for you, Emmanuel, if you, if you care to share anything, was so intense. I, I lost my mom during that time. And then my dad was emotionally unavailable because he went through a lot of pain and a lot of trauma too. And so I kind of had to raise myself and that was my karma. That was my karmic path. So I could come into this life to heal it. And as I healed myself, guess what? I saw my husband differently. My father wound started to dissolve and I started seeing my husband for the amazing, beautiful man that he is. And I just wanna put this out there for those couples listening, it takes two to tango. So I invited him to come along for the ride and heal together. And thankfully, Emmanuel, you you said yes. And so I'll let you take it from here on um, how, how you wanna go in the next direction with this conversation. I just wanna give a quick announcement. Um, oh, yay. Thanks so much for attending. We have Texas in the house. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, Laura. It's good to see you. Okay, Emmanuel. Yeah, yeah. So when I, when I got the invitation uh, from Magdalena, she was very uh, intense about the invitation too, right? You, you can't, you, people who know her know kind of she can be intense. <laughs> she was the intense, fiery version of her telling me, we have to do this because she, 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 she knew she knew there was there was a way forward. She knew that was something we had never done before. And it was starting to create results in herself. And I started witnessing the results in herself. So when she was so um, passionate about inviting me to do the healing with her through all those different modalities of spiritual, uh, using sacred plants sometimes, it to me was, it was a great, it was a great moment. I didn't know much about this. I had not taken time yet at that point in my life to really understand the power and the value behind tools of that nature. Now I do, you know, two and a half years later. But back then I didn't. Um, as I said, I was still in my very logical scientific brain upbringing, right? Um, but the excitement that I witnessed in her to really be so passionate about, we have a way that she, she was like, I think we have a way to, to get better, to become better and to find each other again. I, I, I took the invitation, I'm like, oh my, God, oh my goodness, yes, let's give it a shot. Let's give it a try. And very quickly in the some of the very first experiences that I had uh, going into that kind of deep healing, right? Uh, of From a very spiritual, very holistic, very spiritual uh, approach to healing. Very quickly, I started also noticing for myself what were these those, those shadows, those traumas of my life, even starting with this current life, let alone previous lives, uh, that were plaguing the true fulfillment and enjoyment of my existence. You know, things that happened to me as a child. I mean, I, I, was, I was taken from my grandmother. So my parents 
when when I was born, we're still students. So this is things I don't share too much, but I think it's important for you guys to, to know that. My parents, when I was born, they were still students and they were given scholarships. So I'm from West Africa, Ivory Coast. That's the country where I, I was born in. And my, both my parents were there too, right? That's where I was born. So they were given scholarships um, to go study in France. Um, and I was born, I was still you know, a baby. So they liked me in the, under the the attention of my grandmother. So my mom's mother pretty much cared for me in the initial years of my life. And I didn't really see my parents. I didn't see my mom. I didn't see my dad. All I knew was my grandmother and some of the extended family, you know, the uncles, aunties, the cousins. These are the, this is the family I was pretty much uh, aware of, but not so much. I knew I had a mom. I knew I had a dad, but I had not built up the relationship with them already at a young age. And they came back at some point when I was still pretty young. Uh, five or so, and took me with them to France because they were done with their, their most of their studies were done and they were given an opportunity to start working in uh, in France. So they they, they, they took the opportunity um, and they took me from my, so from West Africa, the only place I have known from my grandmother, really the only anchor I had known to a new place, a new country, a new continent, a new culture, a new weather at such a young age. And guess what? Not only did that happen, but because they were not quite fully ready yet, they put me in a boarding school my first year in France, which means I was cut off from all possible familial um, support for the great majority of my first year. And that created a tremendous, a tremendous trauma that I'm still working through as, as of today. And that trauma, which is abandonment, not feeling heard, not feeling um, given, uh, my voice being heard, my needs being seen and being cared for, right? These are very deep, very deep wounds that I had from a very young age. And the trauma of being in a completely different environment also and trying to figure things out by myself. Think about this, a young little kid, I had to figure all these things by myself. It was tremendous. It was, it was, it was one of the biggest experiences of, of, of my entire life. And today I'm, I'm living, I'm still dealing with some of the side effects. And, and thanks to the work that we started doing, Magdalena and I, and there are other traumas too, but I want, this one is already big enough to kind of give you an idea of the, the mountain of obstacles that I had to overcome. Um, I had to find ways to reconcile myself with those experiences. And, and, and these were, I, I realized these were impacting a lot of what I've done. It, it was impacting the decisions I made when I married, because that's my second marriage with Magdalena. I had been married before and it didn't work out, but I understand more now why it didn't work out. It was not just because of my ex-wife. I had also a part into it. The reason why I chose her, why I chose her, when I chose her, where I chose her, all of that, all the decisions <laughs> that I made were impacted by those traumas of childhood. And I started understanding that and it's changed. And the beautiful thing about it is once I started understanding that, the weight on my shoulder was going down because it, I was like, okay, that's what happened. But through some of the, the help that we got from uh, the experience of spiritual healing, and we might have time to go through all the details, but just to give you a, a brief summary, the experience of these uh, modalities of healing helped me change my perspective on everything. And I was able to find forgiveness, forgiveness for my ex, forgiveness for my parents, forgiveness for my ancestors, 
for all the things that somehow was still carrying all the traumas that were brought into my, my life from my association with them. And that becoming a new person inside also helped me see my beloved, as she said, differently. I started now seeing her for who she was, not a perfect person. Nobody's perfect, but I think she's perfectly imperfect. And the, as, as the more time I spend in that journey of, heal, journey of healing, the more I realize that it's not my job to change her. It's my job to love her because I'm starting to love myself. So I have now the capacity. I have the spaciousness to love somebody else, especially my beloved, and to love her from a place of not of control or domination or, you know, subjugation, but from a place of reverence for having... Uh, a sense of uh, of gratitude that with all my all the troubles that she went through in her life and the trouble that I went through through my life, we still find a way to stay together. And we were on this journey of healing together. Mm-hmm. That was powerful. And that was a reason for me to deepen my love for her because we were on this journey together. And I was seeing the efforts that she was putting in. And God only knows how many efforts she put in. For people who know the personality of Magdalena, when she does something, she, she goes 400%. She doesn't stop at 100 And I was like, oh, my goodness. But I knew what's in her heart was the reason for putting her old self out there because she knew she needed to make the change. And that gave me motivation to do something similar for myself so that I could be ready to meet her in that better space once we started, you know, treating our shadow, loving our shadow, embracing our shadow, giving our shadow the space to express itself, to be finally recognized, to finally have a voice, to, find, to finally be, have a chance to resolve those traumas of childhood, of younger adulthood. I wanted, I, I did the work and I wanted to be there to be able to meet my beloved in that new space that we were creating for each other. Thank you so much for your work. And just reminding you, especially if you just joined us, we're talking about our stories of healing with plant medicine, shadow work, uh, and then developing our spiritual gifts and and remembering who we truly are, um, which is perfect, whole, and complete. And part of that perfection, and I love what you said about imperfectly perfect, uh, are perfectly imperfect, you know, part of that journey was um, recognizing our our shadows, but knowing where they came from, right? They came from our ancestors, they came from our mother, they came from our father. And in a lot of ways, when we take it out on our partners, it's really our little child, our little girl, our little boy, uh, in some ways, that trauma response of taking it out on our parents. You know, one of the favorite quotes is, Oh God, I hope I never become my father or mother. Guess what? (laughs) What you resist persists. And we believe in this era of Aquarius, this is our belief. You don't have to agree with us, but we believe that the divine feminine energy is rising to help demolish the patriarchy and to heal the the wounded masculine. Um, We we did a lot of healing of our our sacred feminine and we'll explain what sacred means in a second because my husband has a beautiful description of that in in our sacred masculine. So we know that we know that we know since we have these feminine and masculine hemispheres in our brain, you don't have to be gay, straight, male or female, it doesn't matter. It's everyone has that inside of them. That was the gift that we've been given as humans on this planet. And so we take it very seriously that healing that mother wound, the feminine wound, 
healing that father wound, the masculine wound, we, we were able to connect at a deeper heart level because before we were coming from trauma, before we were coming from the analytical mind, the ego, right? Uh, and really what the, the feminine energies that are coming in right now that are loving are forcing us to face these wounds and these traumas for real this time. Um, I've had a lot of conversations with people that are struggling uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially. Uh, we've had, we've shared with you some of our uh, miracles that we've experienced on previous episodes. I'm not going to repeat those because today we're talking more about our partnership. The miracle is we're still together, right? <laughs> the miracle is that we're the best versions of ourselves. And that's what we want for you. So we would ask you, you know, are you healing your feminine energy? Are you healing your masculine energy? Do you even know why that is important? Well, that's really what we're talking about is today is to help you, even if you're not coupled, but maybe you want that relationship. Um, I said the other day, write down what it is that you want in that ideal partner, focusing on the positive, and then mirror it back to you and saying, am I embodying that? And when we teach to our clients, we actually have feminine wounds and we line item and list them out. An example of a feminine wound would be passive. Um, the feminine mood would be submissive. Um, some people say codependency fits both in the female and masculine. Um, but a lot of time I, I say it was, it's, it was more female feminine wound, uh, because women tend to be the, the homemakers, right? We tend to make less than the men. We tend to stay at home. We give birth to the babies. You know, there's all these stereotypes. Um, so those would be some examples. And then of course the masculine wound would be controlling, you know, um, uh, focusing on it, more explosive behaviors, um, working, you know, a lot, uh, a lot of those wounds. We're not going to get into all of that, but those are just some symptoms uh, of what we've been working on and healing ourselves. And now we've started working with couples and seeing their marriages thrive because as you change, your partner's going to change. And if your partner like minded comes along with you, then their change is going to change you. It's that it's that sacred union um, partnership. And so I, I know when I say the word sacred, some people may freak you out a little bit, depending on your your background. But Emmanuel, I think you have a really good, uh, just even recent description of sacred that I'd like for you to share, if that's okay. Absolutely, absolutely. So the word sacred has so much power within it. And it's it's not from some kind of dogmatic religious angle that I'm using that word. It's something that I've experienced for myself that led me to embracing the true nature and the depth of the meaning of the word sacred. I am sacred, so is my beloved. And the reason why I came to fully understand the nature of my sacredness is because in my inner journey, of giving the voice to all the parts of me, right? I'm talking about the different parts of me and that we have so many parts inside us. All those voices, all those phases of our, of our existence is a part of us. And all the emotions that we hold are part of, of, of us. So I have an angry part of me. I have a sad part of me, but I also have a joyful part of me. I have 
a loving part of me. I have a forgiving part of me, but I also have an abandoned part of me. I have um, an abused part of me. All those parts that I that I discovered, I'm going to use myself here. All the parts that I've discovered that I have exist, but there is another part of me that I discovered that is amazing. It's my sovereign light. All those parts of me individually are not whole of me, but there is a part of me that's at the center of all that, that has the, the power and the ability to observe all those parts of me and to be able to hold those parts of me in an embrace, not trying to exclude them, hide them, forget about them, kick them out. No, they're all, there's a part of me that has the ability to welcome all those different aspects of my being. And that part of me has this power to love all the parts, to give compassion to all the parts of me, to give forgiveness to all those parts of me. That's the light within. I was able, by really taking time to look at the shadows within and the other non-shadowy aspects of me, discovered that there is this huge family within myself, this immense universe of consciousness that is all me. And that's an amazing thing. That's who, that's the nature of my being. And the more I welcome all the aspects of my being with all the wisdom, each one of them has its wisdom. Anger has its wisdom. Fear has its wisdom. Abandonment has its wisdom. Same with joy. Same with love. Every single path has its wisdom and serves its purpose. And being able to really discover the purposes of all the paths of me make, led me to that conclusion. Goodness gracious. I am sacred. Mm -hmm. Every part of me is sacred. And all together, when we, we when I embrace, when we embrace each other, all the parts of, of me, when we embrace each other, we discover this immense, this huge sense of, of being, this huge sense of power. And that's not power that I'm seeing outside. It's not power that I see looking for power from my coworkers or my spouse or my friends or my family. It's power that's right here through the spaciousness and the depth of who I truly am, all the parts of me. It's divine. Mm -hmm. It's truly divine. And because of the beauty of that fact that defines my, my, my identity, I came to the conclusion, I am sacred. And at the minute I came to that conclusion, the second, I'm like, but then that means everybody else is sacred. And we're all on this journey to bringing together all the parts of ourselves through love, compassion, and forgiveness of all the parts of ourselves. That's the sacredness of being in that space. And when you see it in your partner, it becomes a sacred union where you, now the two are mirroring all the beauty within each other. That's the sacredness.
of the union where I see her for all she is, not just the beautiful or the glamorous, but also all the other sides, the unpredictable, the fiery, you know, sometimes the, uh, um, you know, the bossy, whatever words you can use. It's part of who she is. And I have the same thing inside me too. It's beautiful. There is nothing I can point inside her that I don't have to. But as soon as I embrace everything that I am with love, compassion, and forgiveness, it transfers automatically to my partner. Mm -hmm. Sacred union. That's my definition of it. Well, and, and just to bring it back home, we're almost done, guys. Uh, welcome for those of you who are just joining us. Feel free to comment below if you'd like. Uh, if you're tuning in the live, it's always fun to acknowledge you if, if you care and also share. Hit the share button. Sharing is caring. You know, a lot of people struggling with their, their relationships now and or they want that ideal relationship <laughs> and they're like, I don't want to keep dating the same person over and over again or marrying the same person over and over again. And they just have a different name and maybe a different zip code. Right. Um, so the sacred unit of that feminine and masculine within, once you have that as within, so without you're going to attract a better, whatever that means for you, a uh, partner and or you're going to become that better partner right and then you can stay with your relationship of course if it's meant to be not all relationships are meant to stay together you know i'm grateful my husband had a first wife you know <laughs> so i could i could come along and and be his his second and, and and hopefully final you know that's that's my plan anyway but the the idea there is that you have to have that within yourself first and it takes a lot of work it's a not an easy path right emmanuel and and I wouldn't ever, ever, I don't know that anybody could do this alone. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about our, our couple's work, but I actually looked up the word sacred. And I do just want to clarify this because I know even a couple of years ago, I couldn't have said the word sacred because a lot of think of people think of it in a religious context. So if you even Google it, it says connected with God or dedicated to a religious purpose. Also, um, it talks about being in awe or being simply in respect. So awe and respect. And that's really what we're talking about. And, and we believe that, you know, God is within you, source, higher, you know, consciousness, higher self, um, divine within, uh, you know, whatever resonates with you is, is what we, we, we respect all belief systems and all paths. It's, it's really a lot of everybody's got this really the same kind of mindset. It's just we all have different words for it. So I just want to acknowledge that we all are one. Um, and that sacredness is about that on respect for all parts of you, the good, the bad and the shadowy. And, and, and you know, my old self was always positive, Pollyanna. I can't look at my shame or guilt. That's that's sinful or, you know, I have to just pray about it. And, and, and I'm not saying these are bad things, but that was an upbringing and a, and a consciousness that for me was, was, was lower vibration. And then that, what I call religion wound, actually, I projected that upon my husband. You know, it was based on a lot of fear, um, a lot of judgment. Uh, I myself as a woman um, was, you know, felt less than and had to be the submissive, you know, feminine uh, energy, which is the wounded energy. And I see that a lot in uh, especially female male relationships. So if you can love all parts of yourself, if you can heal those wounds deeply, uh, then, oh, my gosh, as within, 
so without. And it just kind of brings us back to, to where we started. We, we want to inspire you. We want to encourage you. Um, it really is important for you to find that peace within and go into your heart as we're going into 2024. This year has been predicted by many people, not just astrologers, econ economists, futurists. Mm -hmm. uh, I won't even get into the political conversation because <laughs> we just don't want to go there. Um, that needs a lot of sacred union healing. I'm just putting that out there right now. Let me just pray for that. Um, but it really, it really starts within, and and there's going to be a lot of deconstruction this year. Is is what all of the channels are saying. Um, and so, if they're all saying the same thing, we want you to be ready. We want you to have tools. We want you to have resources. We'll keep coming back on my podcasts and having conversations. But if you if you are a couple and you are looking for support. Um, our goal this year is to serve 12 couples. Uh, and you can be from anywhere. We've got a couple uh, driving in from Arizona uh, this next weekend. You could fly in. Uh, we have a retreat center here where you, just you and your partner can come in and receive uh, sacred union healing. Even before you come, we have two weeks of prep and then two weeks of support on the back end um, to help you transform yourselves first and then together in that that coupled partnership. So if you go to the website microdosingforhealth.now.site, which is on the screen and in the show notes, there's a couples medicine tab. You can go to that. There's a free consultation booking button on there. And I would really encourage you to take that opportunity to with the no strings totally free, no strings attached consultation with both of us to see if if this path of healing within the sacred union, the feminine, the masculine energy, and coming to love all parts of you, the shadows, the good, the bad, the shadowy, as we like to say, and then find more bliss, find more peace, find more joy. I know for me, and, and then I'll let you share, Emmanuel, um, two years ago even, uh, I could not find joy I could not find bliss. I could not find inner peace. I was really, really struggling with that. And last year, all of a sudden, I felt so much joy, so much peace, so much bliss. I was like, is this real? Um, and it changed our lives. We, we, we found a new home. Um, our kids are thriving. We're thriving. We have carefrontations now instead of fights and arguments. We, we catch our triggers super fast. We give each other space <laughs> when we know um, that we need to give each other space. We take time away. We have better, more time and intimate date nights and, and time intentional together that is so enriching and delicious. Um, but it took a lot of work and we wanna be able to help couples to, to hopefully save time, money, um, and, and, you know, not just save your marriage, but have a, a thriving partnership. Um, is there anything else you want to add as we close it up? Yeah, a very short uh, statement. Two years ago, I had, I had given up on love. I thought that love was completely overrated. You know, that's that song from Tina Turner, What's Love Got to Do With It? Yeah, that was me. That was what was going on in my head. And I was able to find love again, not outside, but inside. I find love inside myself and I started believing again. And that's this beautiful moment that I would like people to have a chance. If you think that you've given up on love, it means you've given up on yourself. Find yourself and love will come back to you. So many ways.
Yay. Remember who you truly are. That's really ultimately what we want is to help you find your magic back, uh, get your mojo back, get your purpose, your life mission, your energy, your vitality, your true nature and purpose, which I believe for everyone is that childlike fun, innocence, um, you know, creative imagination and, and all of the things that unfortunately for better, for worse. Uh, that's why they say you get matter, married and you stay together for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, because they know, they know that ultimately you're going to face a lot of challenges, but it, it's so much more fun when you're facing them in an interdependent relationship, as opposed to a codependent, shut down, trauma response filled, you know, relationship that's that's feeling really dead so thank you guys so much for tuning in um i would love to hear from you if you have any questions any feedback um please uh tune in again here at healthy and wealthy and wise and we hope to see you uh, on the next episode on until next time um here's to your best health your best wealth and your best wisdom bye bye for now Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe, download, leave a five-star rating or review. And also please refer this to a friend you know who may benefit from this inspirational message. We hope to see you again. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel or join my Facebook community. And if you are looking to manifest your best health, your best wealth by trusting your best wisdom within, please go to my website, www.microdosingforhealth.com. Again, www.microdosingforhealth.com. Dot com to quiet your mind, get into your heart, heal your body, and manifest your best health and your best wealth.